The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash, let's ride on a Wednesday. All right, you know who they are. Longest serving member of the uh, Media Mash is Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. We got Saad Youssef, hello, the hello. Athletic, Jean Jacques Taylor, former Cowboy beat writer, columnist, now the author of the book Prime, Coach Prime, The Making of Men, um, and the podcast Jock Talk. There you go. I'm Newey Scruggs. Uh, by the way, Saad, you can take off the credential. Okay. Every yeah. every, every show. Every, come so on, every week. Come on. We're not taking off your show, man. We're not talking about credentials today. It's okay. It's okay, baby. I know you. You're good. You're good in here. I don't know if you, you know. Me. You know. Sometimes I don't know you what need to wear the athletic. Like you and Machota, you, leave them on. It's okay. You need to wear them so people know. You know, security might come in in this That's room right. right here. And, and why don't you have your credential on? Ooh. I don't want to get in hot water with the uh, with Cowboys PR. Bonnie fight might come after you. You're in the safe zone. Chris Beam, Jazz, God, they don't they don't know who you are. We're in the cocoon here. We're all. This is 96. Yeah. Michael Parsons spoke today. <laughs> Loudly. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He really wants this game. And I'm going to ask around the table. I'll start with you, John. Can he want something too much? No. Okay. I don't believe in that. I mean, yeah, you, you put some effort into it. I mean, but, you know, you, you can get too hyped for a moment. But, um, you know, Everybody in here has played football long enough, yes. We all know the pregame speech is great till you get out there and somebody smack you upside the head once and then the pregame speech is gone. So I think all it means is the focus will be there. And whether they win or whether they lose, I expect them to play well. Because you can play well and lose in the the league. And we'll know if they played well and lose, just like we'll know if they played poorly and lost. Same thing. All right, for you, side. I mean, San Francisco 49ers, undefeated team. Team puts out the last two two years. Hearing Mike today, does he want it too much? I I don't think you can want it too much as long as it's not manufactured. As long as it's organic and you actually feel that way. And I think even taking it before Micah, you know, we were at the postgame press conference for Dak, and when he was asked about that, none of that was an act. None of that was fake. That's that was his real emotions when he was asked about the sting of the 49ers loss. I think when it's organic, there's no such thing as wanting it too much. I think when you're manufacturing it and you're trying to, you know, it's a big game and you're not really getting up for it, and so you have to put in all this fake effort I think that's where you kind of lose it a little bit but nothing Micah said nothing Dak said the other day felt like any of it was fake Doug it's not just Micah I mean you put it on Micah and as he pointed out it's not just Dak it's the entire team and it's Mike McCarthy he's trying to I'm trying to be I'm trying to balance it out but as Mike McCarthy said we know who we're playing you know why they know who they're playing because that team knocked them out the playoffs he talked to Jerry Jones this is a big game you know, obviously, you still got to do it in the playoffs. There still be questions. But remember, it was after that loss last year that Mike McCarthy ushered in all those changes. Fired eight coaches, eight, nine coaches, took over play calling. It wasn't just about that game, but it was about that game. You know, he, he tried to say, well, you know, these things were coming. But if they win that game, I don't know if they make all those changes. They take the next level, they don't They're make, all, making the, all, the, all those changes. But it was after that game that ushered in the changes they made throughout the offseason. So this game is personal. It's personal and it should be. You know, uh, 
it, 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 it would be validation of the changes they made. It would let them know how far they come. Obviously, we know, regardless, there are 12 games left, and you still will. If people, the media is going to say, well, you got to do it again in the playoffs. It don't mean anything. But for the Cowboys, it, is, it would be a shot in the arm. Okay. And so you, you, I started with Micah because he's the best player. And I was going to move on to Dak Prescott. And the reason I go there is your two best, you know, your, your best player on offense, your best player on defense. You can be too hyped for things. Or or sometimes, even in the once of retaliation, I go back to the Spence fight. Got knocked out. I mean, I got, got knocked down by Bud Crawford. Next next round, he come out. He going to try to slug with him going. It was like, you know. Yeah, but Spence was outclassed. I mean, it's not, not that. You see, this is my problem. And I'm sorry for cutting you off. But no, this, you're not. this is my problem. There's this notion out there that the Cowboys were non-competitive. Like, the 49ers just blew them off the field. They were both one-score games. Last two years. It, 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 the game came down to the end. There were opportunities at the end of the Cowboys to win this game. And so it's not going to a situation where the Cowboys are punch drunk and just going to be flailing because they wanted it so bad. I mean, you got to trust that Dak does his homework. You got to trust that these guys do their homework. They're going to do their homework. They know there, there's a path for them to win. There was a path for them to win last year. Don't turn the ball over. You know, you don't turn the ball over. That's a different game. You know, and you catch the turnover that comes to you. I mean, we <laughs> love Brock Purdy, but he threw an interception to Diggs drop. And that's a whole different game. Dak don't turn the ball over. It's, it's a whole different game. And so the mindset here is we do what we're supposed to do. Don't turn the ball over. Play defense. Do what we've done. Our identity is to get turnovers. You got a chance to win. That's realistic. That's foundational. That's not flailing. That's not hoping against hope and just throwing it out there because I want it badly, but I don't put nothing into it. Okay, we were all in the locker room today. I'll ask each of you, what did you take away from your visit in the room today? For me, it was uh, you know just walking around and seeing how how passionate uh, players were about special teams. I mean that that was a big story in today's locker room, uh, to be honest, because you had C.J. Goodwin and Jalen Tolbert were getting a lot of attention from from media people because Tolbert had a big tackle that really did shift the momentum of the game on Sunday. And uh, then Fossil on Monday was talking about the special teams board and all that stuff. So everybody was you know kind of kind of excited about learning about that and. Man, it's real. And, and, you know, to kind of take this onto the field, I think it's very real for the, for the Cowboys season so far. You look at four games, every single game, I know we can talk about a lot of different moments, but I can pinpoint a special teams moment, and, and this goes into the San Francisco game too. We can talk about offense versus defense on both sides. But that the season began on a, on a block kick that was returned for a touchdown. In week two, um, you had uh, Brandon Aubrey, who, who was kicking all the field goals. In week three, you had Turpin's long return that was called back because of a hold, so a special teams play. And week four, you had Tolbert's tackle and you had the fake uh, at PAT. Special teams has been a big part, a big underrated part of this Cowboys season. And I think when you go against a 49ers team that is right there defensively, right there offensively, Special teams can tilt things, and and today in the locker room, you know, Goodwin and Tolbert were two of the main were two of the main guys that a lot of people were talking to. JJT, what'd you get out of the locker room today? Well, I spent my time working on a personal project. Oh. So, what I got out of the locker room was that, uh, and I ain't breaking no news here, that Michael Parsons is chasing greatness. Okay, he said that, so I talked to a bunch of guys about that. But in doing so, and in doing that, this is a game where you need your best guy to provide those moments that get you a dub. And so uh, I don't have any doubt that he'll do it. But to listen to his teammates talk about how it's inspiring to watch him chase it and to watch him make plays, um, 
I'm looking forward to see what he does to change the game because you need him to be a game changer, just like you need Dak to be a game changer. I, I agree. I mean, and, and, you know, that's you know that's why I rail against narratives because everybody points to Dak last year. They don't point to Diggs dropped interception. They don't point to you know Mike had a good game, but he didn't sack and change the game last year. Certainly, they held him 19 points. But you need all you you need the entire team to play at their best, not just the quarterback. Everybody points well, Dak needs to do this. They all need to do this. They all need to play at their best in, in these moments, in these games. If they're going to win, they're going to take it to the next level. You need everybody playing to their best, not just Dak Prescott. But, but yeah, it's it's, it's important. It, again, you, Tony Pollard been on the field. He wasn't on the field in the second half last year in, in that playoff game. He's on the field this year. It was important for the Cowboys uh, Sunday to – purposely get him some rest. As a lead, I'm going to let, you know, Deuce Vaughn take it. I'm going to let Lipke take it. You know, you know, even after uh, Rico got hurt, you know, we're not putting Tony back in the game because Tony's has had enough carries. Let the league in carries for the first three weeks. They're going to give him a chance to rest. I guarantee you in the fourth quarter, they won't be resting Tony Pollard this week. Okay. Stay with uh, the running back position here, Rico Dowdle. Um do you expect Malik Davis to be called up this week and, and be their number two guy? Or where, where, do we, where do we go if Rico Dowdle is not available? The good news is that 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 Rico is not as serious as they initially thought. You know, he fractured his hip a couple of years ago. Yes. And so he got injured on that same hip. And it's just a bruise. Probably a painful bruise, just a bruise. But he, we saw him out there warming out today, warming up today, doing some things today. You know, he will be limited. But there's a chance he could play. You know, Rico, I mean, Malik Davis is an option. You know, if he doesn't play, for sure, because he was there last year. You know, and and and, and reason why he was you know on the practice squad because Rico Dowdle showed up and, and did more things. Uh, I don't, you know, you need somebody to, to be the the true backup. You know, because Deuce is not the true backup. You know, he's more of a gadget guy. You know, and, and Lipke's more of a fullback. So if Rico doesn't play, if he's down, certainly I would bring, and I think they would bring Davis up. I think that the running game in general and the 49ers are a great example of this. It doesn't just have to be a running back. I mean, Debo Samuel is part of their running game. We've seen C.D. Lamb take some um, carries out of the backfield. I think the running game can extend a lot past Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard has been shouldering the load early on this season. And I think Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis are both examples, like Clarence said, of more complete running backs, your, your prototypical running backs, whereas Deuce Vaughn is a little one-dimensional in one way. I mean... You know, against the 49ers defense, Deuce Vaughn, if if he's out there and missing missing blocks the way he was in la- last week, that's not that's not going to bode well for this offense. You can't do that. I think your quarterback is also part of the running game too. Uh, I think we've seen him the first uh, several games this year. He hadn't kept the ball, I don't think, but maybe once. I know and a lot of those read options, and it looks like it's there if he wants it. I wouldn't be surprised at all if. If he's a little more assertive running out of the pocket and if he keeps the ball on, the, on those read option plays a couple times this week. You know, one thing he's done this year is, is, is pull the ball down and, and taken off out of the pocket. You know, last year, you know, he may not have done that. A couple of years away from that fractured ankle, I think he's freer. You know, he, last year he talked about it, you know, I'm going to wait till the playoffs to start running. Well, this year, you know, he's taking it off and, and, and not forcing things and, and taking off and, and, and making plays with his feet on scrambles. And I, and I do think it's the, the read option, some things like that are open for him as well. All right, so let's, let's go back here to, to this running back situation. And you talked about the bruise that Dowdle has. From a number standpoint, could Mike McCarthy decide to sit Deuce Vaughn this week and call up Malik Davis and go with Pollard, Davis, and Dowdle? From nah. the standpoint of, yeah, Rico can get out there and play, but what if he gets hurt? And you just talked about how 
in the pass blocking from Deuce from Deuce Vaughn not what it needed to be. Yeah, but you want Deuce on special teams, some other things. If something happens to um, Turpin, Turpin, you need him to return. Yeah, you know, I don't think if 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 Rico can go, he's gonna go. And if he can, he ain't. If he can't, then you're gonna you put, don't want to catch. Then you're gonna put that. Uh, you don't want to if he. You know, he may go a couple of plays, then he can't play. You know, I, I'd rather know for sure that I can count on him than not count on him. You know, so and and, I, and Malcolm, you know, and I, Malik, excuse me, can do the things that he does. And, and to be clear, I don't think Hunter Lipke is a guy who's going to be, you know, a running back per se or anything like that. But Mike McCarthy has a history with, with John Kuhn in, in Green Bay, the way that he's able to utilize that fullback a little bit differently. We saw Hunter Lipke run in a touchdown from the red zone. So um, I wouldn't say he's, you know, Lorenzo Neal type fullback or anything like that. I think there's there's a little bit more to Hunter Lipke's John game. John Kuhn, John Kuhn. Just stay with John Kuhn. Yeah, John Kuhn. You don't have to go to Lorenzo Neal. I'm just saying. Hey, he's a <laughs> yeah, that's a, only one fullback mention per comment. <laughs> you can say Daryl Johnston, too, if you Go yeah, with, like Daryl Johnson. Go with I mean, William Floyd. <laughs> we we, we can bring them all in. I was a big fan of Jim Braxton myself. <laughs> But Daryl Johnson, Johnson being more being more of your lead fullback guy, I don't think Hunter Lipke's just that guy. I think there's more to his game. Uh, not saying that he would be a replacement um, between the 20s uh, at the running back position, but I still think there's more to his game. Do you know Walt Garrison? Tom Rathman. Yeah. Well, you know, of course. You know Walt. Yeah. Okay, Mike Allstott. What number was it? Uh, hey. Yeah, I couldn't tell 30, you that. It was, it was back, I know that was back in the day, yeah, though. Yeah, I know that was back in the day. 35. Yeah. He was 32. He was 32. Calvin, 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 Calvin was 35. 35. My bad. I was Come wrong. On. Try to put so me on the spot wrong. like that, and then you, you don't yeah. even have your information down? Was, my bad. I was wrong. <laughs> Y'all say I don't say I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're making fun of me at lunch, too, for the oh, same I got thing. You. I got you at lunch. No. I got him at lunch. This man going to tell me about 2001. I said, He's how old were you? the longest running media member. Remember that. I said, how long were you in 2000? How old were you in 2001? 11? Six. <laughs> oh, wow. This is what I do with my son. You know, I don't know if you got hurt. Y'all, that don't mean I can't talk about you, you it. Don't, you Come don't know. You, you, your, your opinion is valid about football if you got the one. Invalid. I, I do that with my son. And I always say, I don't know if y'all remember the movie White Man Can't Jump, but they was talking about uh, Lenny. I said, you can't hear Lenny. <laughs> Jimmy, excuse me. You can't hear Jimmy. When he was telling about Jimmy Hendrix music. Yeah. said, you can't hear him. You can listen to him, but you can't hear him. And I tell my son, you can listen to Michael Jordan back in the day, but you can't hear him because you wasn't around. You can't hear Jimmy on the 2001. You can listen to him. You can't hear him. It's probably time for a break, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel like... You don't feel like... <laughs> right there, same thing. Okay. Coming up next. Story, story time wow. with Clarence. Yes. <laughs> Paul Paul's Revenge. Okay. <laughs> More on the media match. Right here on DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. 
These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Here we are in the Media Mash on a Wednesday from the Star in Frisco. I'm Newey Scruggs. Your host is John Jacques Taylor. We got Saad Youssef and we have Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. All right, guys. Uh, Dak Prescott, last two seasons, three minutes to go, has had the football with the opportunity to go down the field and win the game. The Cowboys have not been able to do it. Thus, a lot of the criticism that he has shouldered has come from this game and the ending. He already, you guys were there, spoke about it after the game last week. He's tired of talking about it. How much of the criticism is legitimate, side? I, I think there's a decent amount that's legitimate because even going back to that game last, last year, I mean, I know he had the interception in the red zone. To me, his worst play wasn't even picked off. I, if you remember, it was towards the end of that game where he hits he hits the player uh, 49ers defender right here, and the, and it's dropped. Um, and and that that could have been really the the poster board of that game was was that pick six if if that's caught. So I think some of it is warrant or a lot of it is warranted. And I think the unique thing also about you know this matchup is that a lot of times when we pit quarterbacks against each other, it's unfair because the quarterback's not going against another quarterback. He's going against the defense. But in this situation, for example, with Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's going against a great defense. Dak Prescott's going against a great defense. And so there, there is something to, you know, they're not the same defenses, but there is something to you need to outperform the other guy and you need to make sure that you're you're playing up to par, you're be, being able to outduel someone like Brock Purdy. So I do think a lot of it is legit. Well, you don't change the narrative till you change the narrative. And the narrative is you're a really good quarterback who ain't done it in the playoffs. So until you change that, you got to keep hearing about it. See, and I'll just push back on that a little bit. Hasn't done it. It's almost as though it's forgotten that they went to Tampa Bay and ended Tom Brady's career. Of course, it's a, it's, and, it's, a, it's, a, it's the check moving on the goalposts. Well, post. check this out. This is Cowboy. This is the this is the deal with the Cowboys. You ain't done it till you didn't match two, Troy. And Roger, I'm not. I'm not debating. So, that. But it, it's a national thing, though. It, it's it's a moving of the goalposts. Because because I'm gonna tell you what. Even, even if he wins this Sunday, it don't matter because it's right. not a playoff game. Right. Well, true. 
You know, so but but we're talking about this week's game, yeah. and, and so we're talking about the matchup here. Even if he outperforms him, it won't mean anything if he don't do it in the playoffs. You yeah. still got to go do it. You still got to climb that mountain again. Right. That has been one thing that I have noticed when people talk about. It's always a moving on the goalposts uh, about you know this team even just last year. It's, it's as though that Tampa Bay game never happened. It's 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 That's as though the, these three wins have never happened. I've heard people talk about the Jets' defense was trash. Cowboys didn't nothing against the Jets. 30 points. They couldn't score in the red zone. Jets defense had missed all these reads. They moved up and down the field. Now, how did Jets do against Buffalo? In, 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 the, in the current favor for MVP? How did they do it? How did defense do it against Buffalo? How did, that Jets, how, did that, how did that defense do against Kansas City? Oh, and I heard Dan Lassick talking about, I give Kansas City credit. That's a good Jets defense. He scored 23 points on. But when it was the Cowboys... Our Jets defense sucked. I'm not saying Dan, but that's that's the mentality. It's always changing of the goalposts. Even with the, you know, we can compare scores. All we can do is compare scores. See how teams played. You know, the Eagles and how they did against the Patriots compared to the Cowboys. But yet, you know, we, we got a ceiling. We got to say, oh yeah, but they didn't score a touch in the red zone. So we, but no one questions the Eagles' success in barely beating them and, and struggling with them at times or anything like that. So that's part of it. That comes with the dinner, of course. But to me, for media members, it's one thing for fans to do it. It's one thing. It's not thing when we do it. We fall into this, this, this narrative that's not legitimate. Well, I think sometimes also there is, there is a little bit of when you're, when, you're, when you're playing at a higher standard, you're held to that higher standard. And I, and I kind of go back to, you know, uh, a couple decades ago, you saw Peyton Manning coming up, and until he couldn't get over the hump, he, no matter how great he was, he was he was greater than Dak. He was he how, was winning MVPs. How are you? But I'll, fight, I'll <laughs> here's where I'll fight you on Peyton. Manning. <laughs> Peyton Manning was while the playoff success was his issue, he was winning MVPs and he was thought of as one of the elite quarterbacks right. in the game. So his criticism was, "You can't beat the Patriots." That was really right. his big thing. Um, well, it was big moments. You said about Dak, too, right? Like, his criticism is the big moments. And Peyton Manning, whether it was the Patriots early on in his career or even later on, it, it was the Chargers later on in his career. But even still, he was regarded as an elite quarterback. Right. This this Dak, I mean, you got people like Shady McCoy calling the guy, you know. Trash. It's just ridiculous. That. Right. You, you, right. So, so, it's, so Peyton had a respect. Dak is still sitting here fighting for respect. But the playoff losses to, to the 49ers are something that I kind of come back into what I used to say about Tony Romo. I used to tell, tell people, Tony's not the reason why they're not winning. But he's a part of the problem, and he's not the reason why they are winning. And I and I go back, and, and it, it has killed me because we, we talk about the playoff success. His rookie season, he damn near beat Aaron Rodgers. He had an almost flawless. He was game. not the reason they lost. And, he, and people act like he's just when it comes to playoffs, Dak don't show up. That's not true. He beat Russell Wilson, outplayed him here in the playoffs. I did what he's supposed to do. Now it hasn't. Clearly, they haven't won two playoff games. Right. But to act like as soon as the playoff shows up, that that goes to sleep is not true and is not right. I think it just uh, – I mean, it's like anything else. He, he just needs to play his best football in the postseason. And until and, that happens on a on a level where they get to an NFC championship game, he's like, he's like every other member of this team, man. They're being held down by the failures of two. Oh, no doubt. That, that clouds over the head. But, 14 but, and but, it, but it's more on Dak than anybody else. Because no well, one's because he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback. He's the $40 million because, and, and, man. And that's why I said earlier, it's not just Dak. And he's that You need what? Micah, who is the best player on the team, right. to, to show up and show out. 
you know, and, and if he's getting triple teamed, you need DeMarcus Lawrence and those guys to be making plays and doing what they need to do. You need to Trevor on Diggs to catch the interception when it comes to him, make the plays that come to him in these games. best players to play their best yeah, game, that, and then you'll be happy with so, you take care of the rest. So where does Mike McCarthy fall within this? I'm driving home Sunday night, and I'm listening to uh, one of my old friends' night show. And they spoke about McCarthy in terms of losing his job if they don't reach a certain point. And what does Mike need in terms of this game plan? You know, I, I think it's with everything. I mean, you know, Mike is competitive. He's, you know, he tries to say, hey, just another game, regular season game. He wants to win. He knows where they're playing. He knows what it means for him. But it's more about the seat. Team, I really think that Mike does not get enough credit for the job he's done. You know, people act like he's just the empty suit that 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 Aaron Rodgers got the Super Bowl. You know, you know, in spite of him and and all that stuff. Of course, Aaron Rodgers has not gone back since he left, but. You know, people act like, you know, that, that Mike doesn't know what he's doing, that he doesn't have a history as being a better offense coordinator than Kellen Moore. You know, that he has not been in more success, even when he was an assistant, than, than Kellen Moore. And I just don't think he gets enough credit. And so, yeah, you know, all of that is, is part of his motivation. Okay. But the good news about Mike, which I've seen this year, he's not trying to prove anything to anybody. You know, these first few games, he's not saying, I'm going to try to light up the scoreboard to show you I can call plays. His focus is winning the game. He talked about that when he uh, when we were at the combine. I just want to win games. I want to protect my defense. I'm not trying to put on no show. I'm not trying to have a number one offense. They don't have a number one offense. They've been very efficient. They certainly have struggles in the red zone. But his focus is winning the game. He's not going to sit up there and, and do things with – I got three offensive linemen out. I'm not going to put Dak out there and just to show you I can throw the ball down the field. I'm going to do what it takes to win games. And I think that that's going to be his focus going into this game as well. But to do what they did last year without – uh, Dak Prescott and winning four games and navigating offensive line issues. They have not had their offensive line on the field intact for not one game since they drafted Tyler Smith. Sot? I think I think Mike McCarthy, I, I agree with Clarence, and I think that he's just a lot more comfortable this year because of a couple of reasons. I think, one, it's his offense, and the offensive coordinator that's in, is, that's in place is his guy. It's Brian Schottenheimer, his guy. Um, the defense is being run by a wizard, and, and, and Mike McCarthy doesn't have to touch anything there uh, because Dan Quinn knows exactly what he's doing, and Fossil is a great special teams coordinator. I think everything has kind of fallen into place to McCarthy now where he's able to be the head coach, he's running the offense, and the guy that's right under him is one of – is somebody that he's comfortable with. I just think all the pieces right now are falling into place, whereas Clarence said he's not having to prove to anybody his worth or anything like that. He's just kind of letting it all flow. Well, I think um, all he has to do is do what he does. Like, I liked the game the other day because he set an aggressive tone from the beginning. I mean, they get to kick, and what do most people do? You defer. No, give me the ball. We're going to set the tone. Uh, The two-point, the fake two-point conversion. Set the tone. Um, I like it when he sets the tone. I don't, you know, because it sends an aggressive nature. It starts an aggressive tone. Um, it tells your team that I'm here to win today. And so everything, like even when they got the ball back, 16 seconds left in the first half, I'm trying to score. You know, yeah, he, he was trying to score, but he was also trying. And, and that's the thing. It's always a big picture. And I really like that because it wasn't about that. That 60 yard field goal wasn't about this week. It was about the playoffs. He, he you know, he, he he told us today that I don't want the playoffs to come or a big game to come down the road, and this is the first time we're seeing him do this, okay? We got a 28-3 lead. We're comfortable. 
let's try let's see what he do let's 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 put this out let's put the team out there and see if he can make it we think he can make it we know he got a leg but let's see him do it because we may need that in the playoffs and I don't want that to be the first time we're rushing him out there to try something like that so that's 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 coaching with the big picture in mind same way with the fake field goal fake extra point they didn't need the one point they didn't need it's just one point it's about putting something on tape. It's about showing something. It's about letting your players, you know, they practice this. Let's put it out there. You know, showing they can execute it. But also putting something in the minds and the heads of opposing defenses down the road. Maybe I can't rush too hard. Maybe I can't go after this too hard because the Cowboys got something up their sleeve. When we come back, go around the table. Give me one player that you say can be an X factor in this game. We're not talking about right now, but you think, hey, when this game's over, we're going to talk about the performance of this particular player. We'll do that next with Jean-Jacques Taylor, Saad Youssef at Clarence Hill. I am Newey Scruggs. This is Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big bell buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Shock Taylor, got Saad Youssef, Clarence Hill, Newey Scruggs. So, Cowboys, 49ers on NBC Sunday Night Football. Niners, 4-0, Cowboys, 3-1. Go around the table. I'll start with you, old man. <laughs> Who is the Cowboy player we're not talking about right now that's going to have a game? And you say, yeah, man, he balled. Ooh. You had a whole break to come up with something. Right? <laughs> I, I did have a whole break to come up with something, but 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 – let me say Michael Gallup. Okay. It's his time. Side you, sir. I think uh, Osa Digizua, because I think Christian McCaffrey, with everything that he provides, I think I think that interior has to be has to be really solid. And I was going to say LV, because I think the linebackers need to show up, yeah. too. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that whole section. For me, I'll, I'll go with Osa. 
I like J. Ron Curse going up against Kittles. Go do your thing, boy. See what you got. Give me Brandon Cooks. Saw Cooks when we were, was it Micah talking? And then Cooks came through and I said. About that time. Yeah, it's about that time. <laughs> and and while I don't have it confirmed, I'm imagining Mike McCarthy's had some plays that he's like, you know what? I got something for Cooks, and this is the this is the game to bring it out in. And yeah, I think this is here it is. It's game five. Okay, let's let's see the Dak Cooks connection because you need a big play. You're going to need to throw the ball in order to try to beat these. Well, 40. you're not going to drive on a consistent basis. Ten plays, eighty yards. They've done, they done it all year. They've done it all year. Not against this defense. I don't think they're going to do it against the. They did against the Bills. They meant to be the Jets. Yeah. Did against the Patriots. Okay. The <laughs> Patriots is not the Patriots got a pretty good defense. defense. Don't 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 laugh at the Don't laugh at Don't laugh at the Patriots defense now. Don't laugh at the Patriots defense. I'm gonna laugh at them. <laughs> don't laugh at them. See what I'm saying? The, the Cowboys make these defense look bad with our oh, Patriots ain't got them in on defense. Patriots got a pretty good defensive line. Won't nobody running to them like that. But I hear what you're saying. You, you're going to need the big play. The question is, can you protect to get the ball down the field? I mean, you know, we're going to probably have Chuma at left tackle. Tyron told me he uh, – he... Tyron told you he was playing. Don't, don't, don't even sit up here and say this on this, on this podcast. <laughs> he didn't Tyron get not told you. Hey, Tyron ain't told you he playing. I mean, the disrespect. Did he, <laughs> did he tell you he was playing? Podcasts. Did he tell you he was playing? He was going to say, I'm going to see what I can do. <laughs> he, he said, I'm going to keep him guessing. <laughs> <laughs> we got the guess. I said, you Jerry know, said you're iffy. Man, we gonna keep Jerry him. said, yeah, Jerry, Jerry basically ruled him out. Everybody basically ruled him out until next week. But, you know, it's funny because you talk about your podcast, your previous podcast, the players podcast, I think he should be the swing tackle. Nate and uh, Survivor said that. Everybody they disrespect thought. 77. Everybody has thoughts. They former players. Everybody has their thoughts on 77. They said he should not even be starting. Everybody has their thoughts. The only problem with that is you want to put put this bug in their ear that um, Chuma is a better tackle than guard. And so if you want to put your best combinations out there, the reason they, they're really right now going with Tyler at guard and not put him at tackle is because Chuma plays better outside than he does inside. I think there's also something to what Mike said that they don't expect Tyron to be a long-term thing. So I don't think you have to you have but to that, make that issue. Make but that two right two now. games could have been long-term. I mean, two games could if you want to put your best guys at the. I'm just saying though, the bottom line is Chuma's better outside the inside, yeah. and, and we'll see if it's long-term because you know it's funny because um, we were talking to Schottenheimer the other day. And he had a little Freudian slip, whether it was Freudian slip or not. He was talking about Tyler. You know, Tyler Smith, which is crazy. According to Pro Football Focus, was the highest graded offensive player in the league coming off that Patriots game. The highest graded offensive player in the league. Well, he did some work in that game. Yeah, he man. did some work. And then we were talking to a Schottenheimer, and he said that Tyler can be a dominant guard for years to come. I'm like, guard? Armor? Well, he could be Zach Martin, is what they're saying. That's what I'm saying. Then I say, what you mean by guard? I thought he was going to be a tackle in the future. Well, I mean, he's going to be a good offensive player. But my point is, it was a 40 and slip, but it may be the truth. He may be long-term guard, and he could be Zach Martin at left guard. Which, and going down that, since you opened up that door, yeah. Do, do you take a guy that you see and you think he can be in that line of Zach Martin, Larry Allen? Wearing a 73 like Larry Allen. Do you leave him there and then this offseason? Go get you a tackle. 
go ahead get you a, get you a tackle. Well, look, they did this with Zach Martin when he's already been an All-Pro, where they tried to switch him out. I think a lot of it is need-based. You know, back in 2020 when they they, when they tried to kick him out. A no, but bit. I'm, I'm looking. I'm Zach looking didn't want to do it. Right, right. Zach didn't want to do it. That's a whole different deal. Which I'm early in that career, but Zach didn't want to do it. But but just looking long term, where Stephen yeah. Jones has gone on record and told us, okay, yeah, we envision him being our our left tackle of the future. Maybe that's not what you do. And they've tried to draft tackles and Matt Willetsko and Josh Ball. That has not worked here. But what a that, mid-round well, guy. You can't so. you can't draft the left tackle in, in third, it's fourth, like fourth round. Which, which is the next thing I say. Maybe you decide that okay, guys, let's go ahead and understand we like Tyler at the left side. Make the investment and go on the left tackle. Something they had talked about on draft day and did not do. There's there's no question that to me right now. Drafting an offensive lineman was a guard or tackle should be the first pick next year. Depending on what you're doing with with, with uh, say that again. Drafting left tackle or a guard should be your first pick next year. Yeah, I ain't taking a guard with my first pick. That's fine. Like, you know, but if I Tyler Smith, left, if I Tyler Smith, tackle. if Tyler Smith becomes your guard, you did before. No, I took him because to be my tackle. But sports is fluid, so he <laughs> you, became you, my. You guard. took Zach Martin and he was your first pick. Uh, I don't know. I, you took Zach Martin with your I first pick higher than that. They're outliers all time, but if you have, if you draft outliers all time, do you have a team? And they were going to take, and they were going to take, yeah. take a guard this year, but they decided to draft for need, and they took Mozzie. It was between Mozzie and a guard, Joe Bergeron. That was it. I saw Mozzie in the locker room today. I had enough time to talk to him. But I saw him. He ain't gonna say much yeah. anyway. <laughs> he actually had a, he, he, he actually had a better game this week. I mean, the thing about the thing that he does is not going to show up because he's a nose tackle. He had a better game this week. He's another guy that needs to play well. He did a good job with on quarterback sneak. Yeah, he was part of that. He was part of that quarterback sneak, and that's why you drafted him. They drafted him to stop the Eagles' quarterback sneak. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. There were worse things to do. I know, but the problem with the media and us is he ain't made no tackles, and you don't you don't see all this stuff on the stat sheet. I I ain't talking about. I'm talking in general. You know, you don't see him on the stat sheet, so everybody want to know what has he done, and he's not done anything. Well, he's setting it up. I mean, the, the the good news about that game and from the week before is the defensive line did their things and you saw the best game from the linebackers from Leighton Vanderers to uh, 33 my mind is gone blank Damone Clark he was running over the field and making plays running silent that's you want your tackles to allow your linebackers to run free and make plays and you saw that if the Cowboys don't win this game what does it mean fire everybody <laughs> Okay, Stephen A. Thank you. First take. Cooper Rush, a quarterback. <laughs> I think. I think Dan sports. Quinn, the coach. I think sports is too complicated for a basic answer on that because it depends on. Well, shut up. Give us the real. No, answer. it depends on how you lost. It depends on not you know. The, not did, on this. Not on this podcast. Not with the Cowboys. <laughs> it, you know, it did. It, Tony Pollard, last time these teams played, Tony Pollard got hurt, and, and that changes a lot. Now, I don't yeah, think it, it, the criticism was harsh. Nobody said right. that Tony but I'm saying I'm saying, you know, if it's another position, I'm not going to put that on anybody. But, like, you know, it, 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 a lot of it depends on how you lose. Did you lose in a blowout? Did you lose close? I, I think a lot of it depends. But at the end of the day, I think this is— He's going to run for office one day. I, I'll give— I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Mike McCarthy and and Jerry Jones credit on this and, and the coordinators as well. Nobody's downplaying this matchup. If you you know we've been we've been talking to them every day this week and they're not trying to say this is just another game. Did you answer the question yet? 
Everybody knows this is not just another game. Run around I, the woods. <laughs> I think I think if they do lose this, it'll be a gut punch. I don't think that it's going to be. I don't, I don't think it's gonna you know set them back in the season or anything like that though. Oh, it's a bit of disappointment if they lose because yeah. it's, it's because you're also not just trying to beat them. You you jockeying for position in the NFC. You then become maybe possibly two games behind the Eagles in the division. You're already two games behind them. You don't have a tiebreaker with them, so it's really three. So when you get to the playoffs and you think about big things, if you're thinking about big things, you're thinking about Super Bowl. If you're thinking about Super Bowl, you're thinking about the NFC Championship game. You're like, dang, it looked like we might have to be on the road again, and that's not the easiest path to a championship. That's why this game's big. I, I can't even say it any better. Uh, it, it's, it's not the end of the world. you got 12 games left. If, if you win, you still got to you know do it. Uh, but understand it's not just about this game because you don't want the game to beat you twice. And you put so much into this game, put so much into this game, and you lose this game, you don't want that lull about, damn, we can't do it. And then you got to play the Chargers. And as the Chargers, you got uh, the Rams and the Eagles. And this whole four games over this month, this is going to tell you the story about this Cowboys football team. You know, you win this game, you beat the Chargers, you had a bye. They they gonna be sitting pretty, looking pretty, because they you shouldn't have lost to the Cardinals. That that's unforgivable loss, okay. unforgivable because you should be four and zero. so those games that you could give away, you can't get those games away no more. I'm really thinking about the what ifs if they don't win this game, and I know a lot of folks around here are really high. Vegas has the 49ers a full point favor. They're supposed good. to, right? Right. Pretty good. Pretty good. And and the way they're playing right now, this, this could happen. And I'm gonna be real interested. I'll be out there. I'll be out. There. We're all. You know, we'll be out there. But I'll, I'll be very interested if they don't win this game. And I understand what you're saying, Sod. What's the context? But I don't think the context will matter. It'll be you guys said this was a measuring stick game. Owner goes on the radio says measuring stick game. You guys said you learned that, that, that. You didn't do it. One more time, you didn't do it. I'll be very interested to see how this thing At the end of the day, it's a step on the journey. Win or lose, a step on the journey. I don't think And, and you I see it that way, yeah. and I understand what you're saying, but we also know that the we Dallas know, we, Cowboy, know, we know what the national narrative is going to be, and they didn't get it done, and they just beat up on bad teams. But, again, it, it's, it's how you react, and certainly the Cowboys have a – Nine and one mark right now after losses. I think they'll bounce back. But yeah, you, this game is important. You need to go on and and and, and let, again sh- sh- validate the moves you made. Validate the steps you're trying to take. Validate the dream of this is going to be the year. This is an opportunity to do that. I also think to your point about Cooks going going back to that about him maybe having a good game. I, th- I think one thing that stood out to me talking to McCarthy today was just you know him talking about the unscouted looks and and how the first month of the season is kind of feeling it out. I mean, how much of the Cowboys? St- how much do the Cowboys still have in their tank that they haven't even had to put out there? Yeah. Because three out of the four games have been so lopsided. Whereas everybody else is playing October football, they might be still they might still have a handful of unscouted looks to get Brandon Cooks involved and all that kind of stuff because three out of the four games they've been they, they've been playing, you know, blowouts. What is he what has he been saving in the bag for, right. for this game? This it's gonna be it, look it, this is interesting. This is fun. This is why we do it. Can't wait for it. NBC five Sunday night football. 49ers, Cowboys, be there. Taylor Swift won't be there, but it's okay. <laughs> we still gonna watch anyway. Clarence Hill, thank you very much. Stop it. Just be safe. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
Did Jerry miss the opportunity with Taylor Swift? I mean, you know, Dak, Dak, you got to go date Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and the Cowboys. That would be something. Underwood. Taylor Swift is a whole nother level above. She's a cut above. He had Kim Kardashian. The man's went through some. Yeah, but she's cut above. Right now, Taylor Smith's a cut above. I'm just saying. He's had a run. John Jacques Taylor, thank you very much. Media Mash, thank you, Chris, Jazz, Big Will, Josh. Everybody's been a part of it. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on DallasCowboys.com This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!